There's no secret formula for scaling support and boosting customer satisfaction. But there is the all-new service hub from HubSpot. It makes it infinitely easier to scale customer support and increase retention. By bringing service and support together in one powerful platform, you can deliver the best experiences for your customers and your teams. Free up time for your reps to focus on complex issues with an AI-powered help desk. Proactively drive retention with customer health scores that help keep your business ahead, stopping churn in its tracks. And give your entire go-to-market team the data they need to operate as one unified, powerful front. Also, you can better connect with customers and keep them happy. Secrets out. HubSpot Service Hub is a game changer. Visit HubSpot.com service to do more for your customers today. Howdy, folks. It's Thursday, August 4th. I'm Jacob Cohen here with Juliet Benarila, and this is The Hustle Daily Show. On today's show, I'm going to be breaking down TikTok's grand plans to take over our ears. The company is laser-focused on music as its next frontier, which makes 15 megatons of strategic sense, and we're going to discuss why that is and how the app is changing music more generally. But before we get to that, let's talk about what's going on in business and tech. Let's get crackalacking. All right. First things first, U.S. gas prices have dropped for 50 consecutive days, nearing an average of $4 a gallon. The falling prices have been attributed to lessened demand due to slowing growth across the global economy. This is great. I think neither of us have cars, though, so. That is true. But, you know, for the occasional Uber driver that I have picked me up, great news for him. Great news for him. Great news, Uber driver. Moving along, Tinder announced it will curtail its ambitions for dating in the metaverse and ditch plans to offer an in-app currency called Tinder Coins. Its CEO also announced she'll leave the position after less than a year in the role. Juliet, what do we think? Metaverse dating, good idea or bad idea? I would say it is potentially a good idea as long as it is contained in a dating area. Mm. I think it would be bad if you're like just hanging out in the metaverse and then like a gorilla or a duck is trying to hit on you and you're just trying to like go to VR Kmart. (laughs) But I do think for people who, you know, are maybe more inclined to stay home, maybe the idea of going on a digital date would be fun for them. It's also a great Black Mirror episode, Hang the DJ. I think they do a little metaverse dating. Very nice. All right. Speaking of the metaverse, Meta is reportedly testing a new live streaming platform called Super, where influencers can interact with followers and earn money. This comes as they're having a lot of trouble with Instagram and obviously Facebook. And as we'll discuss later, TikTok is doing very well. And live streaming on TikTok is a big part of that. I think this is probably a good move, although uh, Meta has failed in, in this kind of endeavor multiple times beforehand. Right. Absolutely. Now, this is a good one. Warner Bros. decided to dump and never release a 90-minute Batgirl film that, get this, was nearly completed, citing a strategic shift for the DC Universe and HBO Max. I feel like as long as the sun rises in the east and sets in the west, there will be strategic shifts made to the DC Universe and HBO Max. Yeah, absolutely. And you know that a lot of this, I think, probably has to do with that merger they just did with Discovery. So Mm. I know a lot of things have been uh, getting canceled and shuffled around over there. Yes. However, this seems really silly because it's like, just release the movie, man. You already spent $90 million on it. Yeah. Although these days it probably costs like another $90 million to market it. So maybe that's the thinking. True. Although HBO Max is their platform. They could just like plunk it on there, maybe. True. They could do a plunk. Yeah, a plunk. <laughs> And lastly, golfer Phil Mickelson is one of 11 golfers who joined the Saudi-backed live golf circuit that are filing an antitrust 
lawsuit against the PGA Tour. The lawsuit aims to loosen the PGA Tour's rules to give players more flexibility around where they play. This is a very interesting story if you're interested in sports, if you're interested in antitrust, and probably going to be a developing story for a long time. Uh, So we'll see what happens there. Mm -hmm. And with that, I think it's time to discuss music. What do you think? Yeah, sounds good. All right, Juliet, have you ever heard of the song Twinkle Twinkle Little I heard of it about 30 minutes ago when you mentioned it and I looked it up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, did you listen to it? I did, unfortunately, listen to this song. I like the rhyme, I guess. Like, I would think it was really funny if I went somewhere and impromptu someone just like said this to another person. <laughs> but yeah, not not really my kind of jam, I must say. Right. I, I don't think it's many people's jams at all, but it is one of the more viral TikTok era songs of late. Now, if you go watch videos of this uh, song, if you go watch the, the TikTok video in which the artist uh, released it, a top comment on that is asking them to unrelease it. Uh, I also saw a top comment on the music video for the song that said, this song slept so hard on mute. <laughs> and it's also now a trend to ironically do things like watch TV or play games on your phone at concerts where the song is performed, which like, on the one hand, I feel almost bad for Leia Kate, who, who, the artist, because of all this. But, but look at the numbers and the song is a hit. Oh, yeah. It went viral. It's doing well. Yeah. It reminds me of that Rebecca Black song, Friday. Friday, yeah. Yeah, where it was like, oh, this song is terrible, but yeah, immediate hit for similar reasons. Immediate hit. Exactly. And I also think it's just another in a long, long list of examples and reasons why TikTok's laser focused on music as its next frontier. So for some context, for the last couple of years, there's been this trend for many, especially among the youths where you you hear a song on TikTok, but then you go listen to it on Spotify. Mm. TikTok is, as we've discussed, that much better at discovery. I've written about how uh, nowadays there are almost 40,000 TikTok accounts that have a million or more followers compared to far fewer than that on YouTube and Instagram, despite TikTok being far younger. It's just a better place to get discovered and go viral. As a result, where you find yourself, if your TikTok is in a position akin to... Amazon seeing search interest in something like batteries, right? In Amazon's case, they see people are interested in batteries. They can start selling Amazon Basics batteries. In TikTok's case, they can start, you know, seeing interest in an artist. And theoretically, instead of sending people to Spotify to listen to those songs, those artist songs, they could just have people listen to them in TikTok or in a TikTok-owned app. And that's where we're headed. Makes a lot of sense why TikTok wants in on some of that action. And they are already starting to do so. Have you heard about Rezo? No. So Rezo is a TikTok-owned music app, which is kind of like a more social version of Spotify, gaining popularity in India, Brazil, and Indonesia. But stateside in the U.S., Insider recently spotted a trademark filing for something called Mm. TikTok Music, which uh, in the filing, it described an app supporting music, videos, podcasts, radio, and social features, all the good stuff. And so it's pretty clear now that TikTok is headed in this direction. Interestingly, a trend we've seen among the social apps, which has eloquently been dubbed TikTokification, has clearly also been happening in the audio space. So while TikTok is trying to become more and more like a music app almost, these other audio apps are trying to become more and more like TikTok. 
So just this week, podcast and radio platform called Odyssey bought a company called Moonbeam, which is a TikTok-style podcast app whose uh, CEO Rob actually interviewed last year. Last week, Snap announced a fund for musicians who distribute sounds within the app. And Spotify, the big tuna, who's long struggled with their platform's discovery functionality, is testing TikTok-style features. And my only thinking is with all these wannabes, TikTok must have a twinkle, twinkle little stuck in its head. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, it's not the only way that TikTok has really dramatically thrown a wrench into things. The length of music has shifted dramatically. I saw one report that from 2013 to 2018, the average song on the Billboard Hot 100 went from three minutes and 50 seconds to three minutes and 30 seconds. That was 2018, really pre-TikTok. I can only imagine what it is now. Mm, Yeah. I, I feel like, especially with pop music, it's getting shorter and shorter. You'll still hear like a 12 minute metal rock opera about like the river sticks or something. Sure. But (laughs) pop is much shorter. Pop, much shorter. I mean, I've heard people in the music industry describe how artists are literally being told they have to bring the chorus earlier in the song so that songs can go viral. Interesting. It also changes the, the marketing in the music industry. There are teams I've heard now throughout the industry who are just focused on manufacturing basically viral TikToks for artists. Like one great example is the song Light Switch by Charlie Puth, who posted a TikTok basically showing him coming up with different sounds by hitting different things in his house, like a light switch. Mm -hmm. And they made it look like that was the basis for the song's beat. And it went super viral because it was a cool video. But those things are being manufactured by marketing teams. It's really changing things. Right. Yeah. You know what else I think is interesting about music on TikTok is is some of the songs that I have seen go viral, whereas just, you know, you're scrolling through it and you hear the same song, what, 50 times are weird songs in the context of what they are. For example, there's this old song from the 60s by the Shangri-Las about, I don't know, walking on the beach and remembering some guy you used to date. And it's the one that has that, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, no, no breakdown. Oh, really? I didn't even know that. It's from the 1960s. And I feel like. I was watching video after video of a puppy falling down the stairs to that song. Yeah, 100%. And that reminds me, I mean, some of the biggest songs on TikTok over the last year have been from the Bee Gees, Mm -hmm. from ABBA. Songs that were made decades and decades ago, now very popular among 15-year-olds. And that is why TikTok is such a powerful discovery engine for music. And that's why they're doing what they're doing. All right, bada bing, bada boom. That's going to do it for us today, folks. Thanks for tuning in to the Hustle Daily Show. We're a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today is Ezra Trupiano. Our executive producer is Darren Clark. I'm Jacob Cohen here with Juliet Benarila. We've got a lot more tech and business coverage in our newsletter. If you're not subscribed, you can go get yourself signed up at thehustle.co. Have a terrific Thursday, and we'll see you tomorrow.